I'm trying you? to grow the old softy softy back on me face. <laughs> the softy softy. It's <laughs> my Gary hat. <laughs> soft, softy softy. I started just saying that without even knowing what I would, what like, or like what I was gonna, what word I was gonna put in there to describe uh, my facial hair, and just softy softy is what blurred it out. The funny thing is that could be like a UK slang, and I would, I I would believe it. Too much energy. Beast wars. Man, these things look like toys. I don't even have a mouth, Megatron. <laughs> I am transformed. Sigma balls, Gary. Maximal, Maximal. Does that mean transform? Crying is better than nothing. Much like this podcast. episode of too much energon your favorite uh, transformers post- podcast blah blah where we back with blah 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 and we talk blah blah blah, blah. okay redo <laughs> all right <laughs> there there's the cold open right there <laughs> talking simlish i believe in Kondo Farang. Daba dee daba die. Daba dee daba die. Daba dee daba die. Daba dee daba die. You know what? I, I don't even care. We're not going to cut any of that out. Welcome to episode 98 of Too Much Energon, everybody. Uh, the podcast, I believe, where, uh, yeah, two guys uh, talk about Beast Wars shit and talk shit about Beast Wars. I'm one of your hosts, NeoCal. And I'm the man with the bullshit haircut himself, Christopher Siege. Looking extra bullshitty today, my good sir, if I, mu- if I do say so myself. Uh, thank you. I decided to <laughs> dye my hair uh, just before recording and uh, not happy with the results, I gotta say. My hair is not the color I intended it to be. And it's also multicolored. It's like light blue like auburn brown in some places and like black in others it's a it's a it's, it's a not gay enough thing. is what you're saying it needs to be more colorful it does yes <laughs> it's it's not gay enough it's that's, gay that's enough a good too taste. much energy not gay enough <laughs> <laughs> i want to give a special shout out to the um to the uk listener who left a review a while ago on the uk itunes store uh saying um I'm not familiar with the shows in question, but the podcast is funny. (laughs) (laughs) I've never watched Beast Wars, but uh, these guys seem funny. (laughs) Five stars. Five stars, yeah. That's like one out of like five people that have reviewed us. So thanks to to that guy. Also, it's just funny. It's funny the idea of someone coming in at like episode 74. Yeah, not having watched any of the stuff and being like, see what these guys are about. Yeah, these guys are funny. I guess I'll keep listening. <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about, but yeehaw, crack open another one. But yeehaw. Um, speaking of yeehaw and uh, <laughs> speaking of yee yee ass haircuts, uh, <laughs> Lamar from GTA Five. There we go. I um, I haven't played that <laughs> game in forever. 
recently I watched a little movie called Clerks 3 a couple nights ago. That doesn't exist. That does exist. Uh, it was re released in uh, limited, it had a very limited theatrical run, I think in September. And a couple days ago, I saw Kevin Smith tweet that it was now available on digital and it was only $14.99 on iTunes. And I'm like, sold. Cool. I'm there for it. Uh, big fan of, I, I, actually, quick side note, that's one thing that I'm really happy about with the the pandemic is the pandemic has really shortened the the window between when a film is released theatrically and when it hits streaming or is available to purchase mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um much to the chagrin of movie theaters everywhere yeah, but which but is somehow me, still open yeah and for me it's it, it the window is actually so short that most of the time now i'm like especially because like where i'm living um it's not super convenient to get to a movie theater. Most of the time now walk through the wasteland for an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> uh, most of the time now I'm just like, I'm just like, okay, okay Thor Ragnarok it, it, or Thor, Thor uh, love and thunder is out, um, but it's coming to Disney plus in a month. So I have Disney plus. I could probably wait. I don't need one to... of those things too, where, um, now more than ever it's kind of only worth seeing something for the cinematic experience mm. like uh what was that world war one movie uh 1917 yeah wish i had seen that in theaters I, I mean oh, me damn, that was good <laughs> me i will go and see anything in theaters like i saw the movie the peanut butter falcon in theaters and that's a legitimately great you film. watched tenant like seven times in theaters <laughs> Uh, that movie does have spectacle, though. Uh, and uh, speaking of Clerks, I saw Clerks 2 in theaters back in 2006 because I'm a big Kevin Smith fan. Mm -hmm. uh, at least his earlier work, anyway. His more recent output has been... Um, so Clerks, Clerks 3... is a gem. So, but yes, anyways, Clerks... Clerks 2 is a gem. That is, that is probably the ultimate balance of his comedy... Uh, his very irreverent dialogue and heart. Yeah. Be because all, all of his movies previously had had either one or two of those things. Or balanced it. Didn't or struggled to balance. Uh, yeah. But I think uh, Clerks 2, like he, he finally, he, he finally nailed it with Clerks 2 and, uh, it's kind of where he peaked as a filmmaker, in my opinion. Although his film, uh, 2011 film or 2010 film, uh, Red State, where he tried to do a like take on like the the Westboro Baptist Church type thing, that's actually a pretty good movie. Hmm. And I didn't see a lot of his films that he released in the uh, uh, 2010s, like Yoga Hosers and Tusk and things like that. And I I never will, to be perfectly honest. Uh, but I did see Jay and Silent Bob reboot that came out a few years ago, and I, I likened that to a, a, how I described it to a, a coworker of mine at the time who was a younger fellow, uh, about 15 or so years younger than I am. I was like, your enjoyment of this film is uh, going gonna to be very dependent on 
what on one very specific thing so imagine you're sitting around uh drinking with your buddies like talking about like all the good times you had like x number of years ago sounds like a good time right now imagine you're sitting a room in a room and it's your dad and his buddies doing that <laughs> the worst so, time so your enjoyment of jay and silent bob reboot is going to be very dependent on which side of that you're on <laughs> <laughs> because it's very much is a movie about like getting the band back together and like kind of just like retreading old jokes and reminiscing about the old times and as a longtime fan of kevin smith and his films um that's an enjoyable experience but if you're just coming into it blind you're going to be like jesus christ um okay. and the same okay the so same is true the same is true with clerks three now clerk it's actually not a very good film I'm gonna Ooh, use some uh, gonna use some uh some critical thinking skills here yeah right um you critical thinking <laughs> me a person who knows nothing about writing even though it's what my major was in university <laughs> uh all this right, is right. in, this is in reference to something that happened on twitter recently a conversation i just had to eject myself from because i was defending dc movies and some people felt the need to like just outright insult me for it and i tried to remain civil and eventually after having a very terrible mental health day i was like i i gotta eject from this i can't i just can't and then you pm'd them uh pictures of your dick and <laughs> while flipping them off and uh may and uh you know went off did some yoga and moved on with your life i moved on with my life and then uh made jokes about it on a on a podcast uh but, but anyway um, i'm getting to feel that clerks three uh it didn't move on with its life huh no, Clerks 3 is actually, and I remember Kevin Smith talking about this uh, on one of his, like, An Evening with Kevin Smith QAs. He had an idea for an animated Clerks movie, which was, and he said at the time, because I've completely run out of ideas, an animated Clerks movie where Dante and Randall decide to make a movie set at the quick stop. <laughs> which is literally just the, the first Clerks film. You and so make that. Because now it's getting so meta. Talk about running out of ideas. He wants to do an animated movie about Jay and Silent Bob making a movie about Clerks. Dante and Randall making a movie oh, sorry, about Dante themselves. Oh, sorry, Dante and Randall, not Jay and Bob. Uh, well, and indeed, he ended up using uh, that plot line for Clerks 3. So what Clerks 3 is about is Randall has a heart attack suddenly because uh, that's a thing that happened to Kevin Smith a few years ago. Mm. Uh, has a heart attack suddenly, uh, has to be revived, and uh, it feels like he's not re hasn't really done anything with his life, and he really likes movies, so he thinks that I can do that. So what he what they decide to do is make a movie about their lives essentially at the quick stop. And so, like, certain scenes from the first Clerks film are just, like, recreated, jokes are retold. It's all very rehashy. Uh, and there's some conflict between Dante and Randall because, of course, it's it's a buddy comedy and this is a Clerks yeah. film. Dante and Randall, like, butt heads, and eventually at the end they come back together. That's, like, that that's like buddy comedy 101 right there. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. There's a lot of great cameos. 
a lot of cameos that I didn't even expect. Like some very like uh, just random people from the first Clerks film and even the second Clerks film sh just showing back up in scenes. And that's that's really fun. And like as a yeah, as a human being, I can understand why Kevin Smith would want to do those things. Um, <laughs> as a human being, <laughs> I understand. Well, I just I mean, as a person, like I, I understand the desire to do that, to 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 bring all to, to just bring all of these uh, people from your past back just for like one last hurrah. And indeed, yeah. this movie is very much like Kevin Smith in a weird way, kind of making an, a movie about himself. It's a movie about making clerks, basically. Kevin Smith's last hurrah. <laughs> Pretty much. He's talked about making... He, he apparently has a sequel to Mallrats in the works. And after oh, seeing right, this, right. I'm... After seeing this, I'm like, man, don't. Just don't. Mallrats is a Mallrats is a, a timeless classic of the nineties, mid nineties in my opinion. And uh Kevin Smith just he doesn't have the voice to tell that kind of story anymore. And Clerks Three it and Jane Silent Bob reboot are very indicative of the fact that he doesn't have the same voice as a writer that he had twenty, twenty five, thirty years ago. Mm. which it, it's not a bad thing it seems like he's very like happy and content with his life yeah. like he he had a near-death experience it changed his perspective on life he's very happy he and he just wants to he he just wants to like make movies keep working yeah he, he just wants to keep mo uh, working and make movies with his friends which is what he has always said has been his goal is making movies with his friends yeah um what I didn't expect, though, about Clerics 3 was it's extraordinarily heartfelt to the point that I actually cried quite a few times. But the reason why I cried is not because of necessarily because of the strength of the film itself. It's because I have this very baked in relationship with these characters it, from these movies mm -hmm. that I've been watching for the past like 20 years. I have allergies. I'm not uh, tearing up to cry. Video <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no, no, it's fine. I just got some stuck in my eye here. I just got a uh, pollen stuck in my eye. Oh. <laughs> But yeah, there, there's a, there's a thing you've always kind of liked, um, like, uh, Kevin Smith movies. You've always liked Jay and Silent Bob, you've been there with them. Um, they're older than us, but have been adjacent to us throughout our teenage and adult years. So it's kind of like all of those movies are made for people our age. Yeah. And I, I've always said that like, like I, I'm an elder millennial, but I've always said that like I'm kind of, I, I've got some Gen X energy going on too, and it's because like in the '90s I watched like so many like Gen indie... X energy. <laughs> I, I got uh, like I watched like so many indie films by like Gen X filmmakers, like uh, The Crow. That's a very Gen X movie. Uh, Clerks, very Gen X movie. Um, yeah, yeah, that's true. And so I feel like like some of those sensibilities like rubbed off like kind of imprinted onto my personality so yeah, I'm like, i think you feel a little more gen x-y than millennial i i think i'm kind of in the middle between like i'm like part gen x or part millennial that's right gen x enough to have watched clerks and the crow but millennial enough to be priced out of your own city that you're working in <laughs> 
Yeah, I just uh, read a thing recently that the the average rental price in uh, Victoria, our provincial capital and my former city of residence and a city that I miss dearly, uh, the the average price for a one bedroom is now two thousand Canadian dollars a two month. Two thousand Deceptibucks. And earlier oh, this year, right, buddy? And yesterday in October. October 16th, it was almost 25 degrees. What's going on here? <laughs> and earlier this year, when I finally, when, like, at the beginning of the year, when I was looking for a new place, the average price at the time for a one-bedroom was 1600 Which was, at the time, like, heinous. Yeah. Most and, heinous. Yeah, and in the span of, like, what, like, six months, it's gone up, like, the average price has gone up $400 a month. And this is why I'm like, why, why, why aren't restaurants staffed? Ah, and it's like, because people like people don't pay their weight, like their, their kitchen crew, $25 an hour. Yeah. I, they, I, that very same article, I think said that the, the, the living wage in Victoria now has like skyrocket, even in the past year has skyrocketed now to like $35 an hour. When I remember like two years ago, it was like 19. Two years ago, it was like 20. Yeah, I, it, I, I think something. it was nine, $19.35 was like the minimum living wage in Victoria. Maybe a minimum. Years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now it's like $35 an hour. Ridiculous, man. Ridiculous. This is why this is why Galivar is living in a dumpster. <laughs> this is why Galivar is living in a dumpster. And <laughs> on that note, it uh, also be because it is end times you're a fan of knowing that it's end times you're yeah. you've always you're on record saying uh mark my words dang it uh these are the end times um yesterday was uh october 16th and uh, i don't know if it was the same where you were but it was almost 25 fucking degrees celsius <laughs> uh, i think it was about 20 here but that's for mid-October, that's unprecedented. Yeah, and people were, like, going to the beach and, like, walking around in shorts and tank top, and it's like, hold on a second. So o October is when October. you should be able to see your breath. It's weird that the leaves are all orange and brown, and there are leaves everywhere on the ground, but it feels like August. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. And, uh, well, you know, uh, just like, uh, <laughs> uh, just like Cybertron, uh, there's some, uh, the AllSpark has left planet earth. It happened yep. in 2012. That's Mike. <laughs> uh, Gary Primal took the AllSpark off of earth in 2012. Yeah. He, he jumped into a stasis he pod created, uh, and flew away. <laughs> And was like, fuck all y'all. And like had like a middle finger raised as he was flying away. <laughs> and um, we just sat here on the surface and then we were like, ah, yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah. Where else? And on that With note. More this... potential. On, on, that, on note... that note, we are reviewing Battle for Robot Planet Empire. Episode <laughs> Quattro. <laughs> on episode 98 of Too Much Energon. 98 that means we are almost close to the to triple digits my friend that's right uh battle for robot planet empire is a siege 
uh, <laughs> is our um, uh, great value uh, name for um, uh, War for Cybertron Kingdom. Yeah, uh, listeners, me and Cal have a uh, uh, a very uh, it, it's it, it's a recurring joke uh, th- over like text message that I'm quite fond of. We have a uh, um, we have a tendency to come up with like really fake like with fake like really dumb names to describe like what we're watching like dollar store <laughs> yeah yes yeah, like Especially dollar when store something's like, bad dollar store like off-brand versions of things and so what i came up with today was uh uh battle for uh robot planet colon empire <laughs> battle for robot planet empire uh with such characters as justin primal Gary and Rhino, oh. or sorry, uh, Tiger Bot, <laughs> Hawk Wife, <laughs> Vermin. <laughs> Hawk, Hawk Wife is the best. <laughs> oh, cheater, cheater, yeah, yeah, cheater. Tiger Tron, <laughs> oh, Tarantula Man. Red oh, Terror. <laughs> Red Terror was. <laughs> Was was terror? Sorry, yeah. Uh, yeah. Lis- listeners, we we came up with all of these during the the preamble for this episode, which we, you can we listen just had to. to. Go through all of them. Yeah, uh, we yeah. got great value. President's <laughs> choice, if you will. <laughs> yeah, you you can listen to uh, to to this preamble if you go to patreon.com slash lasercomb. That's right. And uh, uh, the reason why we're <laughs> we're uh, deviating so hard, we're talking about the clerks, uh, we're talking about the robot, Battle for Robot Planet. Um, here on Too Much Energy, on whenever there's like a fight scene, yep. it does no justice to anyone for us to go, oh, and then Optimus, he like slides down and, and he uppercuts them and... And like, oh, and it's uh, cool because he knocks them back and then like he pulls out his, his like axe and then they're going to fight and because it's like and then an action scene happens. It's great, but on, it's... we're not sports commentators. Oh, my God, look at that. An axe to the face. Although no, that'd be pretty funny. That, that would be pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> nor are we 12. <laughs> no, nor are we 12. I mean, I guess we could get the action. We could just smash our action figures like together our transformers together to recreate it as funny as that might be you know what maybe one episode we'll actually do that the camera just on our hands and then we'll like provide like wrestling like commentary (laughs) over top of it my god scorpinox got a chair (laughs) what's this descending from the rafters it's dinobot (laughs) oh he's going for it Gary's going for it. He's going for it. He... RKO from out of nowhere. Oh, oh, what's this? Oh, holy hell. Here comes Megatron and he's in beast mode. Megatron. He's in the right. Oh, he's, he's tearing, he's tearing, he's cleaning house. He's tearing them all up. And oh, oh, they're all running like scalded dogs. Oh, wait a second. From One the of them audience. is a dog. <laughs> One of them is a dog. <laughs> wait a second. That's Nightwolf. Or Skywolf. Skywolf. <laughs> Skywolf. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, my, my name for Rampage in that preamble was Crab Cake. <laughs> I love that. 
<laughs> doesn't make any sense, but that makes it better. Crab, crab cake. <laughs> Fuck. And um, cake, you know how cake is like rich and uh, uh, filling and uh, usually, you know, like the staple <laughs> dessert that people think of as decadent. Right. Kind of the opposite of this episode. Um, this is Vision Quest, which is why, uh, video listeners, uh, I have the master of Vision Quest, <laughs> uh, Beast Machines, Optimus Primal. Our man Gary himself. Um, sparking up a fucking fat ass, uh, Vision Quest, uh, Vision Quest Enhancer, <laughs> let's say. And, um, <sighs> I said in the preamble, and I guess I'll say it here, I'm okay with spirituality. I'm okay with there being a soul, an afterlife, uh, an all-spark, a matrix of leadership, all of that stuff, as long as there's continuity and it kind of makes sense. Right. I mean, the whole plot is around getting the all-spark back. Yeah. The soul of a planet. And it, it makes sense. All of the Cybertronians, they like get recycled in the all-spark to be born again. It's kind of this um, reincarnation heaven that they go to, right? And I dig that. Beast Machines touches on that a lot. This tries to be deep, but it's it's just dumb. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, to do it justice, like let's let's like start here. Like to do the, the whole thing like justice. <laughs> How does it start? Like, it, I, I don't even know. I don't even want to really get into too many quotes here because it's kind of like Starscream does some Starscream bullshit. Black, Black Arachnia does some Black Arachnia bullshit. Megatron does Megatron bullshit. Um, Dinobot's ghost shows up. Or is he a ghost? Or is he? And the whole, like, let me in! Because there's this big stadium, right? Not Madison Square Garden. No, this is um, this is the Save on Foods Arena. Save on Foods <laughs> Memorial Center. <laughs> Anybody listening, um, that is the name of our stadium here in the capital. In, in Victoria, yeah, it's uh, it's it, kind of it, it's a really small like hockey arena, but like anytime any um, uh, like musicians of like note like noteworthy bands come to victoria that's where they always play because it's like the biggest like venue to accommodate that kind of I've thing i've always hated that name i don't know why it's just, it's the great value madison square garden it's like named after a grocery store it's just maybe maybe it feels more embarrassing why is it called the save on foods memorial arena what's it because memorializing? we're memorializing the death of save on food <laughs> <laughs> uh, they died for our country, the great Canadian Syrup Wars of 2000s, and uh, dang it, we're going to remember that. Uh, for our American listeners... This one goes out to you, Savon Foods, buddy. For, for our American listeners, and indeed our listeners uh, uh, elsewhere in Canada, uh, Savon Foods is a... I think they're only in BC. Uh, they're a chain of grocery stores. I think uh, they're owned... What's the bigger one? Sobe? Uh Something like uh, that. They're not owned by Sobeys. Uh, Thrifty Foods, which is another local uh, chain of grocery stores, is owned by Sobeys. No, Save on Foods is co-owned by Jimmy Pattison, who also co-owns Quality Foods, another like rival chain of grocery stores, which I don't really understand. This is all like real, like extremely local talk, but millionaires 
owning multiple chains of things. So but I uh, know who's probably made money hand over fist. That guy. That Jimmy. guy, yeah. yeah. But um, so I don't understand why the Save on Foods Memorial Arena, like, what is it memorializing? Save on Foods is still around. And that question, listeners, is kind of how we feel about this episode. Why is there a stadium? Why is it hard to get inside? Why does the Allspark fight? Why, why does Justin Primal keep saying, uh, I'm going to try and figure out a way in here, and all he does is just stand in the same spot every time and bang on the wall? <laughs> I need to find a way in here. There has to be a trick. What are you looking for, like a bookshelf? To pull like a... <laughs> They're ooh, like, ooh, you, I think three bits the in tempest, the episode. And you pull the Tempest and the bookshelf rotates like what are you looking for man? there are like three scenes in this episode i think where uh justin primal is like oh i need to uh keep them busy i I'll, i need to figure out a way to get in here and he just keeps standing in the same spot like banging on the wall looking for a weak point the i raptors, guess they're testing the walls for weakness i <laughs> right and and he's like megatron got in here so so will i and i'm like how did he get in there he was cloaked and he snuck in when the door was open. I guess open. you can trick. <laughs> he snuck in when the door was open when uh, uh, Battle David walked in. Yes, because the only way you can sense other Transformers energy signatures is visually. I, The AllSpark can't sense... Okay, so there's a part in this episode where the AllSpark takes on multiple forms... And it has an existential crisis that, um, what's it called? Anthropomorphizes the AllSpark somewhat, but it doesn't land. No, it it doesn't. Like they, like they don't make feel more... sorry for it. And it the way make... the way Prime because it, it's ahead. not it's not a character. That's the thing. It's like and I it don't ju- want it to be. But this episode tries to kind of like make it a thing that has like agency and like wills and desires and it's sick and it doesn't know what it is and prime finds out that the allspark is like like traumatized and has ptsd because it spent an infinite amount of time in the dead universe witnessing the dead multiverse every Mm. single thing that could go bad and every reality where existence was threatened, it has like lived through. Yeah, and heretofore, like we haven't been there. There's been no implication that the AllSpark has any degree of sentience at all. And you could say it's the collective sentience of all of the sparks. Of but isn't that what the Matrix is? That's kind of what. Uh, so. <laughs> so battle for robot planet combines the allspark and the matrix anybody listening is like okay you guys are just saying words now and yes but the matrix is robot heaven yeah it talks to, to gary primal when he's on his vision quests and beast machines it's robot heaven and it deals with the souls Come on, come on in here with the souls and except Starscream. Ugh. Get the fuck out of here and he won't take Starscream back. Which actually makes a lot of sense in the canon. Yeah. Um Transformers canon. Um the Allspark is just the planet's like core energy. 
this is the planet's soul yeah. of Cybertron. It's kind I guess of, you you can kind of compare it to the Oracle from Beast Machines. And that's what I was thinking. I guess the AllSpark is the Oracle, but then when it shows all the souls of the Maximals and Predacons stuck on Planet Energon, the Thetans of Planet Energon, if you will, um, <laughs> that are stuck on everyone. And indeed, um, uh, Justin Primal gets uh, some Dinobot Thetans stuck on him in a bit here. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, early early in the episode, there's a, a scene where, and I, I wanted to point this out because um, uh, this show just keeps finding new and uh, fun ways to make uh, Galavar even more pathetic. Oh boy, what, what now? <laughs> there's a scene early in this episode where uh, Starscream and Black Arachnia are like scheming and talking about some bullshit. Yeah. Black Arachnia like conjures this like gun in a, a web of hers and is like this is what you need to win but then it doesn't come up again in the episode um but while this is going on camera kind of pans over and we see literally hiding behind a fucking tree galavar like a like a fucking goon is just like hiding behind a tree like observe eavesdropping on their you know, plan like how megatron from beast wars does <laughs> the guy twice as big as everyone else stealthily hiding <laughs> just like hiding water. behind a tree eavesdropping like he sh like he could take these two out easily on his own i've made my peace with him sucking <laughs> ass in the show. Okay, like i the said this show just just keeps finding new and uh new and interesting ways to make disappointed uh, to make uh beast wars megatron just more and more pathetic um beast mode uh black arachnia disappointing just a normal spider yeah Not like black and gold um black widow yeah this is what i kind of which is weird because her robot form is very good yeah black right? and gold and then when she transforms to be but they were going for a slightly more realistic beasts i've noticed in kingdom even the toys are like that too like they're they're very they're reminiscent of their um uh how they looked in the beast wars show but the the, the animal forms in particular they are designed to look much more like realistic animals mm -hmm. which i'm fine yeah. with yeah 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 like uh tarantulas um uh rip in peace um he's like He's a purple and green. The uh, the Transformers like Legacy. Right? I, I actually I haven't talked about toys uh, uh, much on this show for quite a while now, but I, I picked up that Transformers Legacy Tarantulas yeah. uh, uh, about a month or so ago. It's a really it's it's a really good figure, and it actually it's very show accurate. I was going to say that feels almost like one one to one for the show. Yeah, there's a there's a Transformers Legacy Inferno figure uh, that's out in the wild now too. I don't think it's been formally released, but like people who review toys on YouTube have it in hand now. So it's only a matter of time, and then I will have the season one cast of Beast Wars characters fully complete. And then you can hang up your hat and retire <laughs> from Transformers collecting. Yeah, probably. I've I've really been like. Um, 
the the amount of transformers that i buy has been really like has really tapered off in the past mm. few months yeah yeah you rode the 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 wave and uh the waves coming to shore Yeehaw. I, rode, I rode the wave of cybertron um Oh, uh, I, ro I rode the wave of the quantum surge, and now I've been converted into a transmetal, so all is well. Unless there's transmetal. Ooh. Two. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what, what was it here? So, the, the episode, Quattro, <laughs> Battle for Robot Planet, Quattro. I like how we're having uh, a hard time actually, like, recapping this episode. And the reason why this is how primal gets in. No, go ahead. I'll... The the reason why is because this is a spectacularly boring episode of Transformers: one War of for the Cybertron. Worst episodes of War for Cybertron. I, I would say it is. You know it, what? It is the worst episode. Well, and I, I said this off air, yeah. but like, it's not even bad per se. It's just really dull. Here's the thing: in other episodes, we can go aha plot point, aha plot point. This technically nothing wrong with it it's just so every okay so at some point everyone's like where's where's primal and he's just monkeying around going through the trees slamming on the wall of uh of uh save on foods memorial center Knocking on heaven's door, if you will. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. And the way he gets in... Well, and indeed, because he he is greeted by the ghost of Dinobot. So he is kind of knocking knock, on heaven's door. greeted by the ghost of Dinobot, who he door. met in the, the forest. Met, met in the forest. And he's all like, oh, I can't get in. If only I could just, like, walk in like I was a ghost. And Dinobot possesses, fuses, enters, penetrates. Penetrates... <laughs> um, and fuses with primal and primal's eyes just go like bright and he goes and, and he, he suddenly becomes through. ethereal he, become, he becomes a ghost yeah and here's the thing i'm fine with spiritual things but like there needs to be a continuity or something that makes sense yeah how does letting the ghost of another transformer enter you make you ethereal it may make you non-corporeal like non-corporeal <laughs> like that mist mode i like <laughs> that's not how physics works the... i uh and then when uh when battle so he gets in and then like the little energy their little wisps of smoke the the spark like flies off i guess there's a part where like they try to assassinate um Starscream tries to assassinate Megatron, but Megatron shoots him. And that's when it's revealed that Starscream had stolen Shockwave's like cloaking device. Cloaking and then Megatron device. takes it for himself. And when Battle David finally gets inside the Save on Foods Memorial Center, Megatron just follows him in. And then when Battle right. David then when Battle David is in the Save on Foods Memorial Center. He has a, yet another vision quest with uh, Elita One telling... Because apparently Elita right. One actually has died. And this is like her spirit like reaching out to no, him. No, it's, it's the AllSpark taking on familiar forms to him to communicate. When he was outside, that was what was going on. But when he was inside, it seemed like he was talking to the actual Elita One. 
like her spirit right it was actually talking and it had her. her personality whereas when he when he was outside he saw elita one and he saw ultra magnus but they were very much like just like the all spark only the all only the matrix may enter like it, yeah yeah exactly so i think uh, when he was in the save on foods memorial center oh we forgot he... how he got in he got in by just like fighting the Allspark's form, and I right. guess the Allspark can just shoot lasers as it takes on whatever form it's taking, and it, it enters control, the video game control territory, and starts like moving. I the thought terrain. that too, like with the the panel, like the the big like pill like square like pillars like coming up from the ground and stuff like that. 4D I'm like, the space is like moving around, except it does a worse job. It's not that I, interesting on the show. I, I'm like, wow, they they really like control, which control legit one of the best games of the past decade so i i don't fault them for it yeah and i'm like oh cool for like five seconds i'm like oh cool and he's like i don't want to fight you and then the elspark goes my heavens i have a case of me of the vapors and passes <laughs> out and then i just yeah yeah i just imagine the the allspark being like you don't want to well, why didn't you say so okay come on in <laughs> and then keep in mind there's this huge um static field that prevents communication into this crater right and prevents them from flying and that kind of thing right suddenly he's able to radio the base because you know the writers of this episode forgot what happened last episode and the episode before He's like, Rhinox, I need the code for you to wipe all the data of the dead universe from the Ark. And Rhinox is like, okie dokie. And then he's like, downloading now. And then just like that, he cures the AllSparks PTSD by just deleting all the memories of the dead universe. And the AllSparks like, oh, sweet. Yeah, you can go in. Yeah, that's some... Um... <laughs> Uh, that that's some eleven out of ten writing right there, and I'm like, I, you're being spiritual but also technological, which is fine with like, hey hey, welcome to Beast Machines, yeah yeah, <laughs> right? but like, I guess like, is that interesting? Is that cool? Is that oh? That's just so like you're anthropomorphizing it, but then you're not. It's just a computer system to reboot. So he literally just like holds the power button for four seconds and loads like Windows, like thumb drive, like backup. And he's like, ah, now we're back in business. And they go into this grand cathedral. Everyone else is fighting and left behind, right? Recovery.exe. <laughs> <laughs> Go into system 32, delete it, and your computer runs <laughs> twice as fast. There's some millennial ancient humor for you. And um, anyways, he deletes system 32 from the AllSpark. And uh, it's like, oh, Optimus, why didn't you say so? In you go. Everyone else is fighting, I guess. I, I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Um, Megatron is a bitch. Oh, sorry, robot. Uh, beast kingdom megatron is a bitch throughout this whole episode ah oh, black arachnia is loyal as always shut up go away why are you here but but megatron 
And he's like, get out of my way. And he's Oh, and him and uh, Justin end up having, like, a really lame fight outside before An Justin... homage to, like, you know... Uh, yeah, but he's like... The, dino- the T-Rexes. Justin Primal, my greatest enemy! We have some killed unresolved of- business that we need to settle! And I'm like, do you? We don't know I'm anything like, about the two of you. And he's like, you've killed hundreds of... Two hundred, the the sparks of two hundred maximals. Yeah, he's like you've killed hundreds of. I was gonna say Deceptibucks, hundreds of Predacons, and he's like, well, you've killed. That was a pretty good Justin. You've killed hundreds of maximals. Quid pro quo. <laughs> no, fuck you. No, <laughs> fuck you. And, uh, and they, they actually, fuck you, Megatron. Yes, say my name. And then <laughs> yeah, I'm all it's a really lame. Boxing. It's a really lame fight. And I, I said this before, but like uh, on the last episode, but like this show, this show has this weird like relationship with the Beast Wars characters because it's like it's expecting us to give a shit because we're. It doesn't do any of the heavy lifting to make us care because it expects us to care because we like the original Beast Wars versions of the characters. Um, so, but, like, these aren't them. And also, they're like, oh, you've killed hundreds of, uh... He, he says, uh, uh, uh Justin 200. specifically says 200, uh, Maximals. And to which Kingdom Megatron replies, and that's because you, you started this war. And it's like, but you stole the golden, di- one, you stole the golden disc and you re-sparked the war, but... Keep in mind, this is secluded. Anybody that knows any knowledge of Beast Wars goes, this is all kept under wraps. This is local, mm-hmm. right? That being said, hundreds? So they're leading us to believe that there were hundreds of Predacons on the dark side. And presumably, if it's an alternate timeline, the stasis pods weren't ejected. Yeah, yeah, and Galavar even says, he's like, we weren't even at war! And yeah. I'm like, well, th- that's it's true. Beast Wars! <laughs> you, you were at war, but I guess in Kingdom, they're just like, what, living on planet Energon? For funsies? It's, what? It's so ill-defined, like... Then I'm like, hundreds? The, the, hundreds. The, these toys, as characters, are so ill-defined why they're there isn't really defined at all also in this episode uh the maximals are per- there there's this bit early on in the episode where rc is explaining like why the all spark is so important and the maximals are all perplexed about this they're like i swear cares? i swear in the first episode like justin primal is talking about the all uh the all spark and like it was like the, the Decepticon and the Autobots that made it go off the planet, and they ruined the planet. And he, he, I swear, in the first episode of Kingdom, Justin Primal was talking about the Allspark, like, being taken from Cybertron, like, ruining everything, and they're, like, they're the results. Them having to claw through the ashes of this dead planet. So now in this episode, like, all the Maximals being like, huh, what's the Allspark? Why do we care? That's what I mean. Did the writers of this episode forget the last <laughs> three? I, 
I, I, I like... mentioned this like every episode I, now, I swear, but like the show doesn't pass the refrigerator test and this episode is falling apart even more the more Not I talk about it. in of itself. In of itself, the episode's like, eh, fine. But it doesn't... The plot holes are in that the references to the previous three episodes, which it seems to have forgotten. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're in the Citadel, right? And you have the option... There's a little ghost kid, and you have the option of red, blue, or green. But green's like, it's tricking you, right? Because, like, ooh, red's renegade. That's the bad option. And, like, oh, well, like, blue is there, and that's the second option unlocked. We've never seen green before. That must be the best. But that's a trick. And then all the mass relays are destroyed, which kind of, in my opinion, cripples the entire franchise because it's the thing that they use to get around the galaxy. Talk about Mass Effect, people. And, and and there's a vision quest, except it's with Alita and Prime, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's why you think it's actually Alita. I, I think this is actually Alita. Because it has Alita. the personality of them. Yeah, yeah. And so Alita tells she's Battle... like, hey, you have to lose. She gives him, like, some advice that is very... Um, like, it's kind of reminiscent of, like, Tigatron in Beast Wars, like, Tigatron's, like, mantra of things, uh, way of looking at things. Like, he the even says in one episode, uh, peace will not come until one side agrees not to fight. Now, on a very superficial level, that is true, but conflicts like this are always much more complicated than that, and... If one side decides, hey, we really want peace, so we're just going to stop fighting, what's going to happen is the other side is just going to kill them all. So Elita gives uh, Battle David here the advice that, like, hey, if you want this war to end, you have to surrender. Like, you have to give up. You have to lose. You're not, you're not going to like it, but that's what you have to do. You're right. I don't like it. But here's the thing. And it's stupid I advice. I wish there was something that told us why this was a good choice. It doesn't? No. And so Megatron, meanwhile, is like, I've seen all of this unfold. He's listening to um, his memoir, his audiobook, and the Golden well, Disc, right? I, I was bitching about this last episode, like he's listening to it in real time. How he was able to get the drop on Starscream earlier is fast because forwarded. he fast-forwarded and actually, like, heeded my advice, apparently, and decided to listen to the whole thing. Because, like, throughout this episode, he's like, I know exactly what's going to happen because I listened to my favorite audiobook. By me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, he's like, you're going to put down your weapon. And so he comes out of the vision quest. Um, Justin Primal is gorilla fighting. Megatron, they fight. Um, that fight's more interesting than him and Kingdom Megatron from earlier. Yeah. Um, but David uh, is just like, Justin, stop. Justin, bro, bro. It's not worth it. It's not worth it, bro. Bro, it's not worth it. He's not worth it. And Justin's just like, okay, stops fighting. And he's like, okay, dad. <laughs> And I'm like, would Primal listen? I... Not even this version of Primal. He's been so like uh, suspicious and antagonistic toward Battle David throughout this entire show so far. So the the, the characters are inconsistent with themselves. Yeah. Uh, the only ones that aren't are um, 
Prime and Megatron, actually, right? Like they're consistent. One of them is learning to get over himself and one of them is doubling down on his toxic behavior. <laughs> one of them is like seeking like therapy, even if it's through vision quests. And the other is like, no, no, fuck you. I, I'm, I'm deleting all the toxic people from my Facebook. <laughs> I, I think the, uh, the biggest problem with this show overall, and this is true of the entire War for Cybertron trilogy, but it's become even more apparent when, after introducing the Maximals and Predacons. The writers of the show don't know how to write ensembles. Yeah. Um, they, like the, the, the mega, the, the prime and Megatron dynamic, like that's, that's been really good, like consistently good throughout Probably the entire the series. Probably the best we've seen in the Transformers yeah, yeah, definitely uh, up history. there. Um, they don't know how to write ensembles, though. And they also don't know how to finish a chapter. What I mean yep. by that is, like, like, what's the... Like, can you end a story? There we go. I, I spat it out finally. Like, and it doesn't need... You can leave cliffhangers, like uh, Siege and Earthrise, right? That, right. That's fine. But like, I, I barely remember Kingdom and uh, I barely remember Kingdom, but I don't remember being like, that's satisfying. <laughs> uh, and indeed this episode itself, um, what ends up happening is Megatron's right. He did see the future. Uh, he gives Megatron, uh, Optimus gives Megatron the matrix of leadership Right. And Megatron's like, yoink! And he runs off to the Citadel, like, main chamber. Holds it up, he's like, this is the key, let me in. And the whole time it was like, uh, bear the Matrix, or like, you. basically it's kind of like, be worthy of the Matrix to enter, right? Mm -hmm. And Optimus and Justin are just kind of like, well, let's... May the Allspark have mercy on his soul. And uh, he goes in there, and he has a bad trip. He sees himself as kind of like in Madison Square Garden immediately, leading all of the Decepticons, who, by the way, he killed. Like, I, who does he expect to lead at this point? Like, they're all fucking dead. <laughs> right? I, I love that the the audience in this uh, in this vision quest that he's having is uh, various models of refractor barricade and seekers yeah all the extras <laughs> of war for Cybertron. yeah yeah in various shades and then very quickly they all become like zombified yeah. versions and he's like what what no and this makes sense because he lives with the guilt of having to cannibalize uh all of the decepticons in order to uh power and create um the ship the flagship, the nemesis, right? It's uh, simple. We uh, eat the Batman. It's simple. We uh, eat the bat. Uh, uh, my old mentor, Ozzy. You might even remember him. <laughs> he invented There's... a little thing called eating live bat. There, There is a meme that came out shortly after the Dark Knight came 
uh, was released <laughs> that cracked me up. And it was a photo of a very large, very, very, very obese dude with uh, Joker makeup. And it was captioned, it's simple. We uh, eat the <laughs> Batman. <laughs> the Batman. Uh, and... Um... I mean, I I kind of feel sorry for that poor guy, but that meme was funny. It was it was funny. <laughs> and um, oh geez, and uh, what happened in uh, Cybertron Land? Planet Energon, sorry, uh, Planet No Energon. In this timeline, they don't really talk about Energon. Whatever. And uh, sorry, Energon crystals. Oh yeah, um, Black Arachnia like collects a sample of uh, G one Megatron's blood. Oh, the, the pink, some pink stuff comes up because he was shot in the shoulder or injured at some point. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, she collects it to use. It. She reveals to Starscream that she's like nobody can read. No, nobody that no one without his unique energon. His unique energon uh, unique signature. Energon signature can read the golden disc, right? And she holds up that pink file. Yeah. And I'm like, energon's not their blood. It's created. Right? Their sig signals created from their spark. They have a unique. Yeah, their energy signature. Yeah. It, and I get it. She's treating it like DNA. Bingo. Dino DNA. <laughs> yes. Um, and this That's is another. That's what they said. And even previously in this show, like we've treated Energon as a resource that powers things. Yes. Even in the War for Cybertron trilogy itself. Like that was a big, like, like trying That's to gather energy. When someone energy. dies, their colors and their, their, everything fades. That, that, that was, kind of that was a big plot point in uh, war for cybertron siege was trying to get enough energon to power the arc uh and indeed later the nemesis the yeah. energon comes from the sparks of decepticons yeah so now but, <laughs> but now they're they're kind of treating it like it's dna bingo <laughs> dino dna uh, so you mix it with frog DNA, and then you can clone Megatron. I all right. My, uh, I'm gonna I, say it now, my dude. I think I think we just might actually need an entirely new refrigerator at this point. <laughs> new refrigerator. <laughs> yeah. So Primal picks up the refrigerator, and he he's like, "Let me in." <laughs> Tosses it at the. Wall. The show. This episode in particular is failing the refrigerator test so hard that I think we just need a new fridge at this point. Yeah, yeah. It's, the door won't open anymore. It's not even <laughs> cold in there. It's warmer in the fridge than it, than it is outside. Um, so Worst of all, it, the light bulb is burned out. And those things last like who even knows what those things are made of? They last like decades. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that weird? Listeners, I, think about. Here's my shower thought of the day. You ever change a refrigerator light bulb? Uh, I have actually. I've had stove oh, yeah. light bulbs burn out too, oh, but. Okay. I have been a renter my entire life and have moved around a lot, especially when I was younger. So I, who knows how long the, the bulbs were in the appliances by the time Since I got the 70s, to them. Since the 70s, my dude. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, yeah, it's one thing I've always noticed. My, has been this like, light, my the, stone, the, you know the stoner this light bulb the right here? It's stock. <laughs> stock light bulb.
um that you know that stoner meme from like 15 years ago of like the guy at the rave the skinny guy who's just like staring off into nothing yeah supposed to be like deep uh mine is always like well wait a second think of how long light bulbs would be made if they were made out of the same light bulbs in refrigerators and stoves <laughs> uh so what happens is i guess the citadel the all sparks save on foods memorial center puts megatron in a nightmare stasis and then we get some like the door the door to the save on foods arena starts starts doing some like control Remakes. or like or like uh get smart type shit <laughs> and it's just like haha this is the real one and i'm like how did so you were supposed to let the first room as a fake room i i the call okay. is coming from inside the house Paul <laughs> is coming from inside the house, mother of God. So instead of just Prime running in, J Gar I was going to say Justin Gary, uh, Primal follows him in too. And yep. I'm like, but you don't have. I... Okay, let's see where this goes. And they go into the hallway from the Matrix Reloaded with the key master. And it's like white, and they're like, oh, cool, what's this, homie? And then everything fades and turns into lights, and it enters like 2001 A Space Odyssey stuff for some reason. Right. Uh, and, then, <laughs> and then uh, a bunch of sparks show up and like go into the all spark, and they're like. Right, and I guess they couldn't before. The, the, so they were like stuck the... on the planet. The, Much the sp like sparks. Advent Children, or sorry, uh, Final Fantasy, the the spirits within, yeah, spirits within, boom, full circle. I guess that only makes sense if <laughs> if you listen to the uh, the preamble, which you can do once again at Patreon.com/slash/Lasercomb. Um, you were t talking a lot about the animated, the Final uh, Fantasy film, the the spirits within from uh, two thousand one. Yeah, and um, so I guess all of the dead the hundreds of dead Predacons and Maximals haven't been able to no, no, move it's, on? It's I... not that they haven't been able to move on because if to do that, they would go to the Matrix. What they have chosen to do is like give up their energy in Thank order to you. heal <laughs> the AllSpark. Right, so instead of returning to the Matrix to join everyone else to fuse their energy and to be reborn yeah they've given up their essence. their their very existence in order to heal Save the, the all -spark. spark yeah um it's the only thing i liked about this episode i actually found this kind of touching that's touching because then it also means that the predacons that we never met yeah the dead maximals and predacons hundreds of which i guess yeah. there were um despite the fact it's the past despite the fact they might change the timeline and not exist they've come together to save cybertron right even if it means they don't get reborn 
There was a um, direct-to-DVD movie, Stargate movie, that came out in 2008 uh, called Stargate Continuum. It uh, deals with the character of this Gwauld system lord, uh, Lord Ball, uh, hmm. going back in time to the like nine to World War Two times, I think, right, and right. preventing the Stargate from. It was being transported on a ship, and he sinks the ship, so the Stargate is never taken to America, and the Stargate program doesn't exist. Uh, now, uh, a few of our characters are in the middle of gate travel as the timeline is being changed, and so because of wormhole shenanigans, they are unaffected. So they end up just like emerging in the uh, like changed timeline from the they they end up emerging from the stargate in with the timeline having been changed they made but, it work yeah that's i can but, suspend my disbelief enough to believe that yeah and there's a a cool little graphic of, like when they're going through the the wormhole like the wormhole is like changing shape and color and stuff like sliders to, to, to tell you that like something's wrong to tell the viewer that something's wrong like the tv show sliders um <laughs> so when they touch base with uh this alternate realities version of people that they know and it's and still the same time that they're in though it's still it's still the same year it's just the the timeline has been changed completely there's no sgc okay. all these people like general landry and like uh colonel o'neill and stuff like that they don't know who these people are but they explain to them like what's going on and they talk to general landry and they're like um Oh, like we 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 need to uh we'll we'll tell you where the Stargate is. Like we need to go through it and like fix the timeline. And uh General Landry is like, you will do no such thing. We're gonna go collect the Stargate and maybe down the road we'll bring you on as consultants, but you will never uh step through this thing. And they're like, but we have to uh to fix the timeline and like and General Landry basically says he's like he's like the arrogance of what you're asking us to do is mind boggling. And then one of the characters says, he's like, if we had grown up in, if we had existed in this timeline, we'd want it to stay the, the way it is. And that's yeah. something that a lot of that I had never seen like time travel or like alternate reality shows acknowledge. It's always about like fixing the wrong instead of taking into consideration that yes, there is now a dip, the timeline has been changed but the people who live there probably don't want it to change because that's reality to them now. Yeah. That's, huh. Yeah, that is interesting. It's never <clears throat> uh, addressed or discussed. And in this movie, Stargate uh, Continuum, this is the only time I've ever seen that brought up. And I'm like, that's actually a really good point. And the reason why I brought that up is because you mentioned like the, the sparks of the Maximals and Predacons, like, are restoring the AllSpark uh, potentially at the cost of them never existing. Right. Yeah. And then that selflessness. And that that's a good point, that coming up. But the AllSpark is kind of like the essence, the, the, the spirit of Cybertron itself. Right. So they could get behind that. But... Like it said, there's plot holes because Cheetor asks earlier, he's like, what's the Allspark anyway? Why do we even need it? And it's like, 
So why would all these Maximals and Predacons, in, maybe once they pass over, they see through the veil. Like, do you know what I mean? They see the truth. Yeah, they realize yeah. how futile war is. They realize they're all the same. Like, they, they reach some sort of... Um, they, they see the forest through the trees. <laughs> yeah. And, and they reach inner, like, inner peace and they can uh, understand each other on some sort of like intrinsic, like spiritual level and realize that like, um, uh, all we are is dust in the wind, dude. <laughs> dust, wind, dude. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's how the Maximals got Socrates to uh, come with them. I, I think you mean Socrates. <laughs> Socrates! And fruit, dude! Uh, and uh, I, I always... that that That's like such a like subtle joke that I find so funny in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is that everyone calls him Socrates. Socrates! <laughs> <laughs> All you've learned from this class is that Julius Caesar is a Salad dressing, dude. <laughs> uh, I come not so to bury cool. Caesar, but to name a salad after him. <laughs> um, oh, man, th there's something we should uh, get around to doing a commentary on. Bill and Ted? Reference it so much. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd be 100% on board with that. Hell yeah. <clears throat> uh, so... What's our takeaway here? Um, the primal and prime are witness to this, right? Yep. The Save on Foods Memorial Center disappears in kind of like a weird black nova, but it doesn't seem to harm any of the Autobots. Right. The Predacons are the Maximals. And then we're left with prime. Is it prime? Prime like floating in the air like the new messiah with the moon behind his back. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of the episode, if I recall correctly. Yes. <laughs> um, and it's like cool story, bro. Like I, I, you have two episodes now. You spent two episodes in a forest on vision quests. You have to wrap up this whole thing in two episodes. Me thinks that <laughs> me thinks that thou will not beast able to do such a thing. See what the, um, beast. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm gonna say to uh, as a a message to anyone involved in uh, Transformers creation. First you beast wars, then you once and for all. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> First you beast wars, then you once and for all. <laughs> 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 they pick up the script that's all it says <laughs> the the storyboard <laughs> beast wars once and for all <laughs> on, you're on too much energy on we beast first we beast wars and then we once and for all yes and <laughs> on too much energy on um when we do once and for all uh we rate whatever it is whether it's comics whether it's episodes of Beast Wars, Beast Machines, War for Cybertron, um, 
uh, fan art. <laughs> um, we have a three tier rating. Perhaps system. games of Monopoly. Perhaps games of Beastopoly. Uh, perhaps um, some sort of battle card game. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, we re rate it on the too much Energon scale. It is a three tier scale, or so I am told. And it starts at not enough Energon, a sufficient amount of Energon, and too much Energon. It's basically bad. Okay, good. Siege. Yes. Battle for Robot Planet Empire. Chapter Quattro. <laughs> what are you? Uh, what are you giving this? Ah, oh, this is getting a. Ah, oh, man. I think no, we, it, no I think we have a sliding scale. We tr we try not to, but so, when we that, get so much shit in a row, we start going well. I I I was like, oh fuck, am I gonna like no energy on it again? Two episodes in a row, but no, nah, I I have to no energy on for this episode. This is the most boring episode of the Transformers War for Cybertron trilogy to date, and as I mentioned, the episode fell apart even more as i talked about it characters are teleporting around um uh, some are inside some are outside it's confusing um the plot contradicts previous episodes like that's probably like to me that's probably the most egregious thing that this episode in multiple does. ways yeah yeah for example shockwave is on we didn't talk about this shockwave is on cybertron yeah and he has his cloaking device so when did Starscream steal it? And why hasn't he been using it until now? <laughs> so there's another one, and there's just like four. And I don't, usually we can still rate something pretty high and ignore the tiny little, eh, it's like, okay, whatever. It's, who cares? Uh, and, or we, we fill in the gaps, so to speak. The, the fact Even that... if there are no gaps... And go ahead. The the fact that characters in this episode who have discussed the Allspark before <laughs> don't seem to know what it is. Like or why they should say <laughs> And it's like, like the, you agreed to help the Autobots. Did you forget the Allspark? The, and this now is, you forgot that it's on the planet? This is astoundingly incompetent writing. What happened? Is this the same team as like Siege? Which is very good. <laughs> and Earthrise. I would even say Earthrise. It's a trip, but it's very good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think oh, Earthrise man. is probably my favorite uh, of the, the trilogy. Man, it's like dizzying. Like sighing. <laughs> like I've sighed so much about this episode. Like I'm short of breath. It, I'm going to mirror uh, Siege's there and it's no energon but not like a hateful like oh just like a like why like no this isn't the is... uh the death ray episode of uh beast wars or the valk episode this isn't like angry no energon this is just like jesus christ like this isn't the series would be better without it it's just you only got six episodes homies come on <laughs> the funny thing is a lot of uh, super fans of Beast Wars hate this out of principle, and we're always like, "Hey, hey, give it a shot." And we're not—we try to go into everything not being biased, right? Mm -hmm. 
it not being loyal to uh, Beast Wars is nowhere in the top of the list of things wrong with with Kingdom. Right. So, like, when you want to like something to be contradictory, I'm going to dis... But no, we just end up disliking it for other reasons, and so then you end up agreeing, even if it's for different... For wildly different reasons. Like, the people that refuse to watch it for voice acting reasons, or refuse to watch it because it feels like it's betraying the OG Beast Wars... Maybe you saved yourself some time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm fine with the characters even being different. None of us have complained about that. But don't make Megatron leader of the Decepticons a whiny little bitch. (laughs) Yeah, because all like what it comes down to is like who would who would follow him? him? Yeah, exactly. No, no one would would follow him. He hasn't struck me as somebody with a vision even. Parasaur could kick this Megatron's ass, and even without even juiced up. <laughs> yeah, even without being like juiced up on Energon, like just regular old Pterosaur could kick the shit out of this guy. If Pterosaur was here, him and Starscream would beat the shit out of the Megatrons. <laughs> yeah, but they they were like, you know what? They'd be too powerful. We're yeah, yeah. Gonna, that's why gonna... that's why there's no two Pterosaur uh, on this show. He would just be too OP. He'd be too OP, like just even in his beast mode, <laughs> just <laughs> hopping, hopping around, pecking it. <laughs> Who challenges me? Uh, <laughs> Waspinator, too, man. They they wreck, they clean house. <laughs> and can you imagine the Viacons on this planet, like the Viacon generals? Holy shit! Like the yeah, they'd be like, all of y'all are bitches. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah. They, they kind of suck, don't they? <laughs> Waspinator uh, slash uh, thrust. The weirdest, the weirdest character arc in the entire Transformers uh, canon is Waspinator. <laughs> he he was uh, he led humans for a few weeks, months, years. Um, he spent fi- a million years traveling <laughs> through, through space. Yeah. Through space, uh, he was reincarnated as a motorcycle. Um, he went independent. Uh, he regained his memories of being a waspinator, and then still decided to follow Space Hitler. I, what a, a, and then why? after the planet was reformatted, he became an actual wasp with uh, Thrust's head superimposed onto it i forgot about that yeah that that yeah you you blocked it out surely i'm i'm giving this episode of kingdom waspinator with thrust's head out of battle for robot planets (laughs) i i don't Uh, know so so you're get you're giving it the old no energon as well yeah yeah all right a a lackluster but like the no energon that like war for cybertron kingdom is it's like where you go to planet energon and you're like oh boy i can't wait for um energon build up and to see how the autobots deal with that oh see, that, we're just not doing that anymore that that would that would actually be an interesting uh plot point yeah and then guess who would have the advantage the beast bots yeah the beast formers 
it's you can hire me it's rare that i i think that i watch something where i'm like wow i could actually like i could take this story and write it better um we're not that cocky not in general but i agree but, with you there but i i think we like uh the the two of us we could whip up a better like third uh chapter of the war for cybertron trilogy than what was delivered yes um i never went to like film school storyboarding and all of that right but along with siege we could storyboard six episodes i can confidently say we can write a better uh six episode arc mm -hmm. even if just one episode is like peaceful flute music and fighting <laughs> right like the introduction of the characters uh for example both of us would probably agree that episode one would be the autobots starting to um, have energon build up and getting near stasis lock and just as they're kind of like about to lose to say the decepticons or whatever right then the beast formers show up to fight the decepticons and then as they're about to beat the decepticons then the predacons show up with like megatron as like a t-rex and then everyone has to disperse and they transform and then the maximals have to literally carry the autobots who are kind of like going into stasis lock yeah they're just in uh, stasis lock due to energon radiation and then, and then they have like to bring them, them in back to the ark and yeah and it's been established um the the ships the the axelon and uh, the dark side uh shield you from the energon uh buildup yes i believe the term the name they gave it was uh the axelon's rectifier coil there we go yeah which is just some techno babble <laughs> and uh that's episode one yeah so yeah maybe that will we've talked about fan fiction so much that i i bet you we could we could fake review <laughs> like a reboot of beast wars like a, a five episode run of 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 beast wars or replacement for kingdom what would we call it it would be battle for cybertron planet energon <laughs> uh battle battle for planet energon uh empire <laughs> <laughs> battle for planet energon empire battle for planet energon too much energon <laughs> <laughs> that would be the sequel and the two would be a number two <laughs> <laughs> number two too much energon all right folks too too fast too energon <laughs> It's time for uh, us to wrap this out. We're going uh, batty. Oh, all right, that that was We're going uh, cuckoo for cuckoo pups. That that, that was episode ninety eight of Too Much Energon. Best way to support the show: go to patreon.com slash lasercomb l a z o r c o m b. We're at the single five dollar Gary tier. You get bonus preamble audio. You get commentary tracks. You get a news program, and you get the opportunity to pick a show for us to review a random episode of on our other podcast the laser comb podcast yeah so if you, you don't like transformers and you like being random fuck you no <laughs> <laughs> uh 
Uh, we're going to be doing a uh, Patreon-sponsored uh, block of episodes in the near future here. I've already got some submissions from our uh, from our patrons, and well, they're interesting. interesting I actually, eh? I, I'm going to make a post on the the Patreon page that uh, I for for the next like round of uh, Patreon-sponsored shows. I I really want people to like rake us over the coals, like give us something like you really truly heinous truly awful to review i want to watch something i want to watch something that i feel as passionately that i hate as passionately as i hated uh george uh mr game of thrones george r r martin's night flyers i want i want something on that level of atrocious i brought you night flyers (laughs) patreon Patreon uh, subscribers, you have night flyers to contend with. Yeah. I, I don't know if we said this on air. No, we, no, we didn't. But I didn't give a fucking hint at <laughs> I'm just, all of how bad the show was. I had no was. idea. And he said, "Oh yeah, I I had wanted to check that out anyway." And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> He's talking night flyers level of bad. Yeah, yeah. So that that's the that that's what I'm hoping we uh, uh we, we get from the the patrons. Uh, that's soon. a tall order. <laughs> so if so, go to patreon.com and pledge uh, slash lasercomb and pledge five dollars to pitch us a really really terrible show. Torturing to siege <laughs> at the low low price of five dollars a month. Um. Follow me on Twitter. I am at Lasercomb, or you can follow the show's account at Too Much Energon. Cal, you are at, and I'm at NeoCal N E O underscore K A L. The countdown to episode 100 continues next week with episode 99 of Too Much Energon. We're going to be talking about War for Cybertron. Sorry, uh, Battle for Robot, uh, Robot Planet. Planet Empire <laughs> Chapter Five. Um, <laughs> I remember chapter this. Chapter Senko. <laughs> chapter, uh, uh, chapter five finger discount. <laughs> because chapter it, five fingy discount. Because it's going to steal our time away from us. Um, I'm sure yeah. it'll be great. I don't remember any of it. That's a good sign. That's one where the, it's one where the, the arc transforms and saves the day. Well, that was episode six. No, that was episode five. There's a whole episode past that. The, the the episode after that, they're back on Cybertron and like Nemesis you know Prime and right. Galvatron are there. Yeah. Because that's needed. I what? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the highest reviewed show on average that we've watched is Beast Machines. Come at me. Uh, prob- <laughs> probably, yeah, yeah. We didn't Beast Wars, uh, probably. Hard, hard to say. We'd have to tally the the ratings. Well, and it's also Beast Wars had more episodes than anything else that we've uh, we've reviewed. It's kind of why it's That's the uh, the main topic of discussion of this show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, we didn't give we didn't dish out no energon for any episode of Beast Machines, so proof That's is right true. there. <laughs> Uh, anyway, right, yeah, folks. we'll we'll be back next week with uh, episode ninety-eight of Too Much Energon. Until then, I've been one of your hosts, Christopher Siege, and I'm Battle David. And until next week, um, uh, I, uh, you are Nemesis. 
No, actually, I'm not. I'm Optimus. Oh, why didn't you say so? Come on in. I I believe in facts and logic, not ghosts and the supernatural. Oh, holy shit, I was you for a second. I believe you. Now come, join us on the ghost of, of Dinobot yet to come as we venture to save on Foods Memorial Center <laughs> to, to destroy the mass relays. Bye-bye. <laughs>